AFCON 2010. The trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free makes its way to Denver June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new search engine marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. Feel you're getting the most out of your current affiliate marketing program? Find out as today's top advertisers and publishers unite on the all-new Affiliate Marketing Today. Join your hosts, Commission Junction's Advertiser Account Director, Kim Dossell, and Publisher Business Development Manager, Brian Caldwell, as they share valuable insights on promoting strategic relationships, discuss the state of the industry, and offer you a rare glimpse into the minds of today's top players. See how to get the most out of your affiliate marketing program now as we present the all-new Affiliate Marketing Today, the industry's only broadcast, offering unique perspectives of both advertisers and publishers. Now, here are your hosts, Kim Dossell. And Brian Caldwell. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Affiliate Marketing Today with your hosts Kim Dalzell and Brian Caldwell. Thank you very much for joining us again on this fabulous Tuesday in May. Um, just as a reminder, you are listening to us live. It's 1 p.m. Pacific. It's 4 p.m. Eastern. But you can also listen to us as a recording. Uh, if you visit the Webmaster uh, Radio FM website, you can learn more about that. Um, before we get into the, today's topic, I do want to remind you that if you want to send us email, comments about the show, any uh, little bit of, of information that you want to share with us, please do. You can send that to podcasts at cj.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. Yes, we do read your mail. Thank you very much, Todd. Uh, but having said all that, today's session with just Kim and myself, we have no guests today, we're talking about publisher recruitment strategies. And Kim, you know, you and I were talking about this before the show. It should be quite interesting because I know this topic was considered originally from an advertiser perspective, but as I pointed out, you know, publisher recruitment strategies, what the advertisers use and how they go about it really matters to publishers as well. So there's going to be a lot of tips going back and forth from an advertiser and publisher development perspective. Um, I'm doing all the talking again, aren't I? <laughs> you are. You are, but that's all right. I'll let you keep going for a little bit. <laughs> Well, I, I think actually this is where you join in, Kim. So, <laughs> well, I think what we want to talk about uh, first is really, you know, what is what does publisher recruitment mean? What what is it? You know, what does it mean to an advertiser to have to go in and recruit publishers? Uh, again, I know we talked about this before the show. One of the things is, you know, how do they go about how do the, how do they go about doing it in within the network? How do they go about doing it if they you know they don't have they're not part of a network? Um, although we think that they should be, <laughs> and uh, all advertisers should be. Um, and then why is publisher recruiting important? And then what are the pieces that you need to do to have in order to do publisher recruitment and, and be successful? Yeah, and I, you broke it down, actually, to, to four parts, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Because um, you need to take a systematic approach to recruitment if you're going to recruit the right number and the right quality uh, for a sustainable affiliate marketing program. Um, the pieces that you broke out for me were build, find, attract, and engage. And I'm not sure if you stole that from somewhere, but uh, <laughs> it makes a from lot my of own sense mind, no. <laughs> and is, are those pieces something that, um, say, the Commission Junction Affiliate Marketing department would use uh, uh, on the advertiser development side of things? Is that how you plan out your strategy? Yes, exactly. So we, what we do is we, you know, we use all four of these. We may not necessarily talk to an advertiser 
specifically saying build, find, attract, engage. I just sort of have grouped them together under those categories. But absolutely, um, you know, we, we can go through each one of them step-by-step with these mean. Um, but before we do that, I just wanted to make sure that we talk about that. We're going to go through, I think you mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about not only what the advertiser needs to do, but what the publisher needs to do, because it's, it's kind of a two-way street. So I want to make sure that we don't let uh, any publishers drop off this podcast and that they stay listening in, because I think it's important to know what the advertisers are doing to try and recruit you, basically. Well, yeah, I, I think any, any uh, publisher worth his salt, I've, I've been a publisher, I know what it takes, uh, the, the, you're going to want to know uh, what an advertiser is doing to make sure that they're recruiting in the right way. You know, you want to understand um, the advertiser mentality. So while this show is probably going to be from the perspective of an advertiser, um, I'll definitely be chiming in where appropriate to give a, a publisher perspective. Great. Well, before we get into the meat of the show, why don't we take a a first quick break here, um, let our our advertisers tell you a thing or two about their services and products, and we'll be right back. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned. Tracks, all new version six. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web, web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Want to make the search engine gods happy? When promoting your website, do you say no to tricks and spam? Say yes to editor-based software, making relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy with linksmanager.com. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. So why use unethical methods causing search engines to downgrade your rankings when you can have the search engine gods bestow their light upon you with linksmanager.com? Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? What kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. Take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Today. Today we're speaking about publisher recruitment strategies with your co-hosts Kim Dalzell and Brian Caldwell. And we were speaking about the, how the strategies need to be uh, not only from the publisher side and the, but also from the advertiser side and vice versa. So we talked about there's four steps that we've grouped them into. And the first one is build. The second is find. The third is attract. And the fourth is engage. So I wanted to first talk about build, and really what that means is what do you need to build in order to start to attract these these publishers? Um, So it's doing sort of the upfront prep work. Right. It's not not, uh, enough to simply create an affiliate program, uh, either standalone or as a a part of a network. You you actually need to (laughs) make sure that that program is, is going to be set up in the right way and become attractive to publishers, right? Because it's, you're not only doing recruitment of publishers through outreach, but also expecting publishers to come to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think one of the first steps in doing that is really to know as an advertiser, who's your, who's your demographic? What is your, you know, quote-unquote elevator pitch? So how can you describe what your company sells or what your company services, services are in, say, less than 30 seconds or less than, you know, five bullets uh, if it's going to be written so that the, the, 
that can be delivered to the publisher. They can understand it in a clear, concise manner so they can make a decision on whether it fits in with their publisher model. Right. And I think you summarize it perfectly. I mean, it is, in fact, an elevator pitch. It's the same thing that you would take to a venture capitalist. It's the same thing you would do, you would um, say, maybe not exactly the same, but it's, it's potentially the same thing you would say to your friends and relatives at holiday parties, right? You get the question, what do you do? Well, here's what I do. It's bam, 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 bam. It's value proposition. It's positioning in the marketplace. It's why, why, why would someone want to work with you, buy from you, et cetera? What makes you better than the other guys? Right, and you need to know who your competition is, too, so you can potentially combat any sort of uh, things that's, that are said back to you from the publisher, why they may not put up your links, because they, you, they may be putting up their, your competitors' links. So you need to know what your com- how your compensation compares to what your competition is. Um, you also need to know, you know, is your, is your conversion rate better or worse than your competition? Uh, those types of things are, are very valuable to be able to, able to describe to the publisher so that they know whether they should pick your program up. Uh, we were actually speaking internally here and looking at some, some descriptions from some advertisers recently, and one of the advertisers actually pointed out that they converted better than their competition. And, you know, that's really what is driving up their EPC, and that's what's making the publishers want to take their program in. Even though maybe their, their competition has a better brand name, they're converting better, so the publishers are picking them up more quickly than their competition. I think that's a really good point. A lot of uh, the top publishers in the marketplace realize that not every form or form path is created equal. And so just because you have a very large brand name as an advertiser doesn't necessarily mean that your your form path, your, your shopping cart experience or whatnot is um, converting the same as the other guys. And if another guy's form is, or another gal's form is converting better than big brand advertiser, those savvy publishers are going to say to themselves, hey, wait a minute, let's say, you know, I have 100 unique users a, a month that I'm spending on this advertiser, essentially giving them my traffic. I want to convert as many of those 100 people as possible so that I earn the most money possible. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you really want to, you know, from an advertiser perspective, just sort of switching switching slight gears, but in the, sort of the prep work or the build piece, you know, advertisers, not only do they want to see what their competition is and, and review their compensation plans against the competition, they want to check out their EPC, have an elevator pitch, but not only that, they really want to make sure that they have cleaned up their links, their banners, so that everything that's in their program is current. What you don't want to happen is a publisher comes to your site, you've spent all the time and effort to attract them, find them, all that, all these things that we're going we're gonna to get down to later on in our show, and they come to, the, to pick up links, and they can't because the, the links are bad or whatever. And I think it's a lot like staging a house that you want to sell. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you want to make sure the rooms are clean, the toilets are scrubbed, the cupboards are put away. You know, it's make sure that you're showing your best face possible. And if, uh, like you said, if something's out of date, if you're showing a Christmas promotion in February, <laughs> you know, that that's going to be an instant red flag for, for publishers uh, who say, well, you know what, the, they may have an affiliate program, but they don't really care a lot about the affiliate program because obviously they're, you know, they're leaving old stuff around for me to find. Right. And then, and along with that, uh, we talked a little bit about the elevator pitch. We'll make sure your program description, and, you know, I, I know this program description is what we use in, in CJ, and I'm sure it translates into other, pro, you know, other networks and, um, you know, other programs, that, that affiliate programs that people may be running. But really, that program description should be a sh- short, concise, and to the point on what you're trying to sell and what you want those publishers to be selling for you. Uh, It's your elevator pitch in a short period, you know, as few few words as possible. I was just going to interject that, um, you know, one of my pet peeves about program descriptions 
is the program descriptions that don't say anything about what the product is that's being sold or what the service is, or what, in fact, the publisher is going to get paid for promoting. Um, in a lot of cases, I see, you know, earn, you know, this much when you get a conversion and when you generate more than 500 conversions in a month, then you get tiered up or you get a new price payout. But it doesn't necessarily tell me a whole lot about the product or service. So, you know, it'd be nice to have that right up front so that I, as a publisher, don't need to go do my own research. Uh, just save me some time and effort. Uh, tell me more about what you do right, right uh, on the program description where, where that's, you know, that's the first place I'm going to be looking. The other two things I want to, I wanted to mention, two other things, um, is update the product catalog. So if you have a data feed, a product catalog, keep those up to date. That's one thing that publishers consistently complain to me about. And, and Brian, you, you, know, you working with the publishers probably know, is such and such advertiser still has you know, a product catalog that's not up to date. Could you get them to update it? And I know in some cases that can be very difficult with internal resources, technical resources, but that's one thing that a lot of publishers use, and we found that it, it drives great results We've done studies that it can, it can really improve a program. So I would behoove you to do that as, as, as much as possible. Um, and if you're having problems in your CJ advertiser, please feel free to ask your account manager on how you can be, get some help to do that. I would say that having a product catalog is m more important than not having a product catalog. But if you're going to have a product catalog, do it right. Um, Kim, you just point out, you know, made a re really good, good point that if you have old links, if you have out-of-date information, and publishers are continuing to publish that information, um, it's only going to hurt you to have that information out there in an old format because what that's going to do is drive up your calls, your call center from consumers who expect to receive something that is no longer available, just as one example. Um, and if you want a product catalog and you don't have the internal resources to support it, it's worth your time and effort to, to outsource it. It really is. Um, having a product catalog, as Kim just said, drives a huge amount of incremental growth. And there are publishers out in the world that are specifically looking for ways to scale their business, and they won't touch um, a catalog that needs to, you know, they need to manually build themselves, but if they have an automated solution, and they're uh, much more interested in working with that particular advertiser. So the product catalog itself can be a huge beacon for publishers to be attracted to an advertiser. Right. And then the, the last one that I wanted to mention is, uh, before we, I think, go to a break, is update your keywords. So, in uh, again, in the CJ... CJ Marketplace, it's the key, what we call the keyword link. And so those of you who are working in other networks or for, with other providers, you, you, there's probably a place that you can update your keywords. Search, search publishers do a phenomenal job and can really drive significant revenue in the affiliate program. But if they don't know what they're, what they're supposed to be bidding on or not bidding on, or they don't know your, you're not an easy brand name, they may not know the nuances or the, the smaller keywords that they could bid on could drive, to drive revenue. So you need to give them some of that information so that they at least have a place to start. Yeah, and keyword link is what CJ uses to call the, the, um, the group of information that tells search publishers what they can and cannot bid on, um, you know, restricts their or, or expands their keyword lists uh, that they can work with and, you know, basically allows search pubs, uh, those that are doing arbitrage primarily, to, to do their business. So there are going to be other uh, terms from other networks and non-networks that, that people might recognize. Exactly. And I, I, you know, I can't stress enough, enough on build. What you're really trying to do is build out a good foundation for your program that will allow publishers to come in, understand what your program is doing, understand what they're trying to sell or what you're trying to sell or what leads you're trying to drive so that they can really do that, do the hard work for you and get you those incremental sales. Uh, and it's really your face to the publisher. If you really look at it, is this is your face. This is what you need to do in order for them, when they come in, this is their first impression. Yeah, what what we're talking about essentially is is making sure that every bit of information that you can 
push out to a network or to the, the industry at whole. You know, information you can share about yourself and how your programs run, et cetera. More information, the better, because you really don't want publishers hunting around um, or, or needing to spend lots of extra cycles to find out more about what you're doing because they're simply going to walk away. There's too much opportunity out there in the affiliate marketing space um, for you to make it difficult for publishers to work with you. All right. I think we have, I think we have to take a quick break. So um, we will be actually coming back and talking about a couple of other things, uh, finding some, how to find publishers, and then how to attract them are the next two topics that we're going to discuss. So just for those who are, have downloaded us, um, we actually are live on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, and you can download us at webmasterradio.fm, and you can download us listen to, to us on your iPod or on your phone. Just follow the links. And we love email. We've re- Brian and I have both been responding to email recently, so keep them coming. It's at podcast at cj.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S, at cj.com. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned. am traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Did you know about one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site? Now, monetize this bouncing traffic with StopBounce.com. Log on to StopBounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source, all while enhancing user experience. Earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with StopBounce.com. Turn lost opportunities into found profits. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com more than a name Now back to affiliate marketing today only on webmasterradio.fm Here's your host All right everybody thanks for sticking with us this is affiliate marketing today uh, and we are talking today, this is just uh, Kim and myself today, Kim Delzell and Brian Caldwell, uh, talking about publisher recruitment strategies. And we were, ch- we were chatting uh, at the beginning of the show kind of about how you build your program up as an advertiser so that you're positioned in the best possible way for publishers to learn about who you are, what you do, what you offer to them in terms of payout, links, banners, um, what your uh, keyword bidding rules are, all that stuff that goes into profiling your company in a way that an advertiser, sorry, other advertisers can look at you, but in a way that publishers can take a quick glance at you and make a decision whether they want to pursue working with you or not. Um, as, I, as we were just leaving the last segment, I said, you know, it, it's too valuable for you to not position yourself in the best possible light because there's just way too much opportunity for publishers out there in the marketplace to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what you do. So make it easy. Uh, And I think, Kim, we were going to talk about... about So we talked about the four, build, find, attract, and engage in the first segment. And now we've talked about build. And so I think we're going to move on to finding or find. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, okay, so how do we go about finding those publishers? I mean, this is, after all, a recruitment uh, conversation, right? Right, exactly. So how do you, how do you find them? Um, you know, one of the ways you might want to, um, to find them is you could look in, if you're, you know, if you're working in a network like CJ or any other network, 
I'm sure some of them, you know, they rank publishers, us and CJ Marketplace, we, we rank the publishers based on the way that they um, do business with us. So are they driving a lot, a significant amount of revenue? Um, and if that's the case, then we've ranked them in a one through five system. And so re- going out and recruiting those high driving revenue publishers is, is one of the ways to do it within, your net, within the network. Um, the, other, the other thing is you can find publishers on affiliate, on affiliate forums. Uh, sometimes they, sometimes they're, they're vocal, um, not necessarily, you know, being vocal doesn't necessarily mean that they're being knowledgeable, but sometimes you can see what programs they're in and potentially recruit them for your program based on some of the things that they're, they're potentially saying on, these, on, on affiliate forums. Yeah, that can be a really, really good way of, of, of meeting folks. Um, there, there are pros and cons to meeting people on the affiliate boards, obviously. Those that are vocal um, may not necessarily be those that are actually successful. And so those, in, in my experience, those that are um, super successful, most of them, not all of them, but most of them are going to be very quiet and they're going to be much more stealthy. And so um, going back to something you, you were talking about earlier, um, I think it's really in, in your best interest as an advertiser to truly understand um, your business and what publisher business models will, will best match up with your particular um, w- way of going to market, right? You and I were talking about this a little bit before the show, uh, about how you know retailers and, and um those folks that are in the travel industry or in the financial industry, you know, you're going to have different types of publishers that are going to best fit um, your affiliate marketing channel as a, as a provider of, of leads or as a provider of sales. So um, do, do you ever coach you, the advertisers you work with to really talk about how they go about finding particular publisher business models or – a little bit. I mean, I, 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 what, you know, obviously, if they're in, the, if they're in a network like, like Commission Junction, we can certainly tell them because we, we have that information as to whether what types of models the publisher, you know, the publishers in, and what categories they're currently doing business in. So we're able to give that information to advertisers so that they can help to, you know, they, they have, they're basically armed. <laughs> so when they go into the publisher, they they already know what models they have. Um, you know, I would point out that you can use some tools like Alexa to find out information about publishers. If you you know if you know their site or um, you know if you know that there's one site is doing well for you, you can go to you can look on Alexa to see what other sites are similar. Actually, that, that's a really great point, right? Because um, you just said that if you know which sites are doing well. And what you mean is, is if you know what publishers are already doing well in your program, you can profile the types of business models that they, they use. They might be a combination of a you know, member-driven loyalty site with an email list or something like that. Um, and you can start to look for those specific types of publishers. Because if you know what works well, then you, you can start to figure out where to look for them, um, which is what you were just talking about. And that's the whole point of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I think Alexa is useful uh, up to a point. You know, it does right. give some indication of uh, the quality or the volume of the, the traffic going to, to a particular website. Um, another great tool that I like to use a lot is is Whois. If you do a reverse um, or Whois lookup on a particular domain name that you find, uh, you can find contact information for the site registrant, um, co- uh, the um, technical contact, and, and other sources. And yeah, there's some other other tools out there that would be a lot of fun to use. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of the traffic um, tools, like um, Cyvalence is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a deep pocket, uh, then you might be able to step up to a larger, you know, more, more expensive, more useful tool like Cyvalence, which will tell you quite a bit about the type of traffic that's coming to your site and other, other sites out there. So if you know who your competitors are, you can perhaps um, and go and... and Try and work with some of their publishers, right? And and since I'm I'm usually cheap, I would say use Alexa and some other ways first because they're free. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you're looking for search publishers, there's some very very easy straightforward ways to find them, right? True. I that's what I was just going to say. You can you could go into Google and you could type in your keywords that you're currently using and see who else comes up. Yep. See so see who comes up in the organic search results. Who comes up in the paid results. Um, organic results, obviously, are going to be those publishers that know how to uh, optimize their site, do search engine optimization. 
um, the paid guys, they are most likely if they're if you're doing a query on a on a money keyword like refinance or mm-hmm. <laughs> travel to California, <laughs> um, you know that the folks that are in the top position, the paid position for those terms, probably understand what they're doing because that's a, a very expensive arbitrage game that they'd be playing. Right. I mean, I was just on the phone with an advertiser the other day, and he. That's one of the ways he found this large publisher. Um, they're in the CJ network. Um, they're currently working with his his largest competitor, and uh, you know he wants us to help him to to see if we can get that publisher into his program as well. So we're obviously helping him, but that's that was one of the driving forces behind him wanting to get that publisher was their driving business for his competition, and he knows that based on their placement in Google, and. Uh, Right, and that that's a that's a point to make um, for those advertisers that are supported by a network of some kind. You know, if you're doing outside the network recruiting efforts on your own uh, behalf, you don't necessarily need to do the handholding. You can actually turn to your network um, partners and have um, us, in this case, for example, the publisher development team do the outreach, do the actual you know full-on support with the publisher, handholding them through the process and making sure that they're up to speed starting to generate revenue and you know you're simply identifying an opportunity for us and then we're all making more money <laughs> right exactly and uh, and you know there's there's a lot of benefits to us doing you know helping you one is i've what i've discovered through the years is it's great that um, you know when publishers. I'm sorry, when advertisers recruit publishers outside, but then sometimes they bring them in house, and it it can become difficult for them to continue to manage that and manage what their what those publishers are doing. So, um, if you've listened to past shows of ours, uh, you may have listened to our network quality show, and that's one of the things that you you know you can find in the Commission Junction Network is network quality and making sure that your the publishers are being compliant um, and doing the things that you want them to do. Not to mention that we're managing the relationship, so it makes it a lot easier for you. Yeah, and not that I necessarily want to go down the tangent, but I, I did hear an interesting anecdote the other day where a very large publisher was recruited directly by one of the top um, advertisers on the Internet, and they found that they, they really didn't make a whole lot more money. The publisher... Um, didn't make a whole lot more money uh, by having that direct relationship. All they did was inherit the responsibility of managing that particular publisher. So yeah, it doesn't always good, good information. Well, I wanted to um, I wanted to move on to attract publishers because I think find and attract kind of go together because you you find them and then you 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 got to keep them. Um, you got to make sure that they they join. Um, and again, I think we this is relative to the business model uh, that you're in, that the particular advertiser's in. So we talked about building and making sure you have all the tools in place or all the information in place so that when the publisher comes to your site, they want to join. So you found them. Now you want to attract them and, and sort of keep them. Um, so, you know, what are the things you need to do there? Well, you know, some pubs are <laughs> going to be looking only at the payout and other pubs are going to be looking at the potential for a long-term relationship. And those, those second, that second group of pubs are the ones that I, I really enjoy working with the most because uh, it's just more satisfying for everybody. Obviously, the pubs that are looking out for individual payouts and you know bang for the buck and all and whatnot, they tend to come and go. Um, there's not a lot of sustainability there, and it's just you know less more work for us and less payoff. So that's uh, you know, I would say. The payout is, is is important, but the things that you can do, you know, the soft touch uh, items that you can add as uh, as an advertiser, adding value to the relationship that you can create with a publisher is much more important um, for long-term sustainability. So that might be things like going the extra mile and building out an affiliate um, forum on, on your own website. I know that um, a big costume menu, uh, retailer recently did that. It's a fantastic site, and now gives um, publishers a place to to come and learn way more about that particular affiliate program than in any um, uh, any other location inside the network. Right, and we we actually had Melissa Salas on from Buy.com few shows back, I'm not even sure how many <laughs> at this point, and that's one of the things that Buy.com did as well. They have a whole affiliate site just for 
their publishers to come in and pick up links and uh, where are the best offers and where are the price drops and all that. Yeah, and, and sometimes the the individual advertisers are able to embrace new technologies that are so cutting edge that they just haven't been op- adopted by the advertise or by the network yet, um, or by other large industry players. Uh, things like automated RSS feeds, or maybe um, some sort of form of a web service um, application, um, or maybe they have third-party partnerships which in- enhance the affiliation that's created between the publisher and the advertiser. Things like that that you know, just go above and beyond. That's going to make your program stand out. Now, obviously, there there are hard costs associated with supporting these types of of approaches, but in the long term, because you're going to be creating a longer, um, you know, better, stronger relationship with publishers, and most likely attract more of those relationships, then you're going to be better off. Your ROI is is paying out uh, down the road. Right, I, and I I think you you know you briefly talked about um, the there's basically two types of peop- two types of publishers, ones that want to build sort of a longer relationship, and some that are just a quick hit. Um, I think that's how you, I don't know if you would actually use those terms, but (laughs) (laughs) that's that's sort of how I thought of it. Um, You know, I think that especially, you know, large retailers who are trying to build long-lasting relationships with publishers should look to do, to build out tools like that because it it does help them with their return later on. Anything that you can help with the publisher to drive more revenue is going to then drive you drive more revenue for you know for the retailer. Yeah. It, okay. We can go down an interesting tangent with this one because it, it <laughs> ties in closely with the emerging markets stuff that I talked about a few shows ago. But it's really exciting because the the web services and RSS and kind of automated um, feeds and automated um, manners of getting links and distributing content. It it is having a significant impact on affiliate marketing. And those advertisers that are able to embrace those types of technologies are going to be in the advantage uh, in in the near term. And so if you were to stop and think about your business from a quote-unquote traditional affiliate marketing standpoint and then put yourself outside that box and and really, truly understand what's happening in the marketplace today, you might think up new, nifty new ways of making your program more interesting, such as um, putting together an RSS feed that is specific to a, a certain type of high, um, high turnover inventory, you know, your top sellers, for example, and, and things like that. If, if you can put that out there in a, um, in a manner that publishers are easily able to incorporate into their business models, you know, you're, you're all winning. Right. I, I agree with you. I, um, one thing I want to make sure that we touch on before we, we go to our uh, next break is uh, we, we briefly talked about payout, and I wanted to sort of flush a little bit of that out because it seems to be a question that advertisers continuously talk to me about, and I, I know publishers talk to you about payouts and want to make sure that all advertisers and publishers out there understand where, you know, what we're thinking about um, with payouts. So, you know, what are the, you know, tiered versus flat fee? I think those are the two that we, we talk about, and we've, we've talked about them in other shows. Um, who wants what? You know, I, I constantly hear from advertisers, should I pay out my publishers more? Should I pay them on a tiered? Should, is it, does it incent them? Does it not incent them? Should I give them a bonus? You know, there's lots of questions out there around that. What, what keeps them? What attracts them? Yeah, and I think you know different business models are going to look for different types of payouts as as we've talked about. We're probably not going to be able to outline every solution on in this particular show, um, but the, just bring up the idea of the tiered versus flat payout again is is really important because folks like search publishers, you know, the percent of sale tiers really doesn't work so well for search publishers that are doing arbitrage and need to know exactly what their ROI is on an hourly basis in some cases, um, sometimes on a minute-by-minute basis. It depends on how sophisticated that publisher is. Um, but you know, in loyalty sites, really need to have a, a flat fee. Um, percent of sale does work, but it needs to be flat payout. Um, right, and that's basically because they've got to pass it back to the consumer. Yeah, so exactly. if, they, if it's constantly changing, they're not really sure what to bring back, send back to the consumer. Exactly. Uh, and I think, you know, one last example is the coupons and deals. They're, they're really looking for not necessarily the highest payout or a tiered payout or a flat fee, but they're looking for something very specific also, and that's typically exclusive offers. They want to be in a position of um, exclusivity in 
the internet as a whole. You know, they want to be able to, to step up and say, I can give you, Joe Consumer, something that you can't get anywhere else. Right, and that, that actually, some, we actually talked about this in a meeting today with um, some account managers that I work with, that there are a lot of deal sites that if you just get them the best promotion and it's an exclusive, they don't necessarily need more money. Higher payout doesn't necessarily drive them. It no. could just be the promotion or the exclusive because right. where else are you going to get it on the web, like you said? Well, and, and the point is that they're, they're still going, going to get paid, they being the publisher, because they're going to make up the, the difference in what they might get in, the, in a, a more aggressive payout uh, on the volume because they're right. going to get a lot more volume because they have the exclusive offer. Exactly. That's the theory, anyway. <laughs> well, I think we are, uh, I think the sponsors are like, they're knocking at the door. Yeah, they're break, knocking at the they? door. <laughs> so <laughs> we need to take a quick break, and then we will be back to actually talk about the last topic in our four, which, again, just to reiterate, is build, find, attract, and the last one is engage. So we'll talk about that next. Be right back. You're just minutes away from more Affiliate Marketing Today. Stay tuned. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Now, back to Affiliate Marketing Today, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Today with Kim Dalzell and Brian Caldwell. Appreciate your patience and sticking with us. I hope this has been an interesting show so far. We are talking today about publisher recruitment strategies. And it happens to be more from an advertiser perspective, although um, you know, I've been chiming in from the publisher side of things from time to time. And we're talking about kind of the four steps that we've outlined for recruiting, uh, building, finding, attracting, and engaging. And we're now at, this, at the point of engagement. Um, and Kim and I you know, mm-hmm. we talk a lot about this. Um, in fact, we've mentioned it quite often in previous shows because what this engagement process comes down to is the two-way communication between an advertiser and a publisher. And um, there's a number of ways to, to go about that, that communication process. So what, what are some of the ways that you like to use most often, Kim? Well, I think, uh, you know, one of the things is that you should, you know, first starting in the network, you should communicate with your, with your publishers within the network. So sending out, you know, we've talked about this before, but I think it bears more additional um, conversation about it is sending out newsletters, sending out emails. If you're trying to attract new publishers um, you, and you're sending them an email or you're sending them a message through the system, be succinct. Tell them what, what, what the payout is. Tell them what the program's about. Think about it. If, if you were getting 50 emails a day, what would you read? What subject lines would you read first? And think of it from a publisher's perspective when you're sending out email. Yeah, I was just going to make that point, too, is that if you are sending out uh, a newsletter that's in the same language that you use to try and engage with consumers, 
and you're sending that newsletter out to publishers, you're probably not passing the right message along. So um, just put yourself in the, in the shoes of the publishers and make sure that you're um, sending something along that is uh, more of a hook for publishers, uh, you know, something that a publisher is going to be able to eyeball instantly and say, oh, that's for me, um, as opposed to simply saying, you know, here are our latest coupon deals. Right. The latest coupon deals, that's what the consumer wants to hear. <laughs> right, right, exactly. What's, and, I mean, it's important for them to know what the consumer wants to hear, too, but... Yeah, but pass the benefit, right? Right. Tell me what the benefit is. These are the best um, coupons. These are the most exclusive coupons, um, you know, that type of thing. And, ma- and make it easy for them to join your program or to pick up links. So if you send them, if you send them a message to join your program... It's include include the most popular link or the most popular banner. So it doesn't doesn't mean that they have to if they are already maybe a member of your program and they've just been inactive for some time, they don't have to go back in and pull those down. They it's right there. So right. making things as easy as possible again, I, I always say think about if you were the publisher, what would you do? Right, absolutely. And um, something else to think about in, in terms of engagement, making sure that everyone has each other's contact information. Um, you can do that through internal messaging through most of the networks. And you also want to feel comfortable engaging with publishers outside of the network. I know I, for instance, use uh, Instant Messenger a lot, all day long, in fact. And I'm on at least three or four IM platforms. So, um, And pu- the publishers I work with, the advertisers I work with, my, my peers, they all communicate that way and that's you know it's a standard way of doing of communicating with one another and, and that should be embraced uh, not just I am but other external forms of communication right and um, the other thing is um, is you know not only the communication piece but you know other things I think you and I talked about is go to go to shows you know go to um, you know, internet retailer, and go to ad tech, go to these shows, and meet more publishers. So you're meeting them face to face. Go to I'll do I know a slight plug for us, but go to CJU. <laughs> <laughs> go to CJU. Buy everybody beers. <laughs> you don't even have to buy anything at CJU. But, um, the point is, it's a good one. Is you need to be out in the field as well. You need to be seen. You need to be need to be vocal. Um, you need to tell your management that you need to be seen and need to be vocal because publishers are going to latch on to you as uh, the subject matter expert for your brand and uh, you, know, you as the affiliate manager for your particular program um, need to be willing to be out there and be heard. And that's your job. Yep. And um, I think going back to, sorry, I skipped over to go to shows, so I apologize, but I wanted to say one thing is, you know, what do I think one of the things that advertisers ask me and publishers have said this, I've actually had conversations just this week with an advertiser and a publisher with the same thing. I get no response from the advertiser or I get no response from the publisher. So, Uh, you know, what do you say to that? You know, Brian, maybe I'll just put you on the spot. What do you say to publishers? <laughs> what do I say to publishers that don't respond to advertisers? Why are you in their program? <laughs> what are you trying to do? You know, if you don't have an open line of communication, all you're going to do is, is make a quick buck. And as I said earlier, that's in nobody's best interest except yours. And it's not even in your best interest as that publisher that's not responding because at the end of the day, you're going to get kicked out of that program. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. So and when when advertisers get... say that to me, I what I do is I try and find out who the publisher is and see if we can communicate with them through our you know, if they're a managed publisher we can certainly do that very easily. I also try and tell them about these things that we've been talking about. You know, what was your email subject line when you sent them an email? Um, yeah. How have you communicated with them? Well, in, in some cases, I, you know, as we talked about in a, a show a few weeks back, is that you know, if you're a publisher and you don't keep your account up to date, in many cases, you're, that's why your um, advertisers are feeling like they're not hearing back from you because you're never receiving the message. You may have mm-hmm. moved on to a new email address. You may have moved on. Maybe you um, changed office locations and forgot to update your phone number. So it can really be sim- that simple. Sometimes doing that due diligence and housekeeping um, really does pay off in the long run. Um, and, and it may turn out that not only are the advertisers whose programs you're working in not able to get through to you, but because this is a recruiting show and a lot of advertisers are out there looking for new publishers and trying to reach out, you may never hear from a huge, big brand that you've been trying to engage with for a long time. So keep your stuff up to date, and it goes for advertisers too. Right, it does. It goes It goes both ways. We've, we've found instances in both scenarios. Um, 
I also want to say that in, 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 sometimes this is hard for advertisers to hear, in, and it may, may be the same situation that you have with publishers. Not all publishers want to join all advertisers' programs. And that may be the case with some public, you know, some publishers. Advertisers may not want all publishers to join their programs. That's very true. So, you know, I, you know, in those scenarios, I would always always encourage a publisher to at least politely reply back and say, "Not interested." At the mm-hmm. very least, you know, that black hole. Um, you know, you, you're building a reputation. Uh, whether it's good or bad is really in your hands. And in my opinion, um, you know, I'm a communicator by nature, but <laughs> you should communicate <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah, no matter what. You know, you, you always want to give um, some sort of feedback. Just like, you know, if you ever send an email off to your best friend and you never hear back from them, you're going to think, oh, are they still my best friend? Well, probably not. Or maybe they just got sidetracked, or maybe they forgot to update their email. You don't really know unless you try and get that feedback. That's ex- that's exactly true. Actually, I didn't even honestly didn't even think about that. Just respond, say sorry, not interested. I I didn't even think about that, Brian. Look, see, I even learned something today. <laughs> well, I hope everybody's learned something today. But unfortunately, we're at the end of our time. So uh, wow, that went really fast, and uh, we probably covered a lot of things in uh, less detail than some people would want. Maybe in more de- detail than others would like. Uh, either way. Definitely send us your feedback. If you have any tips, ideas, something that we missed, send that email. Or if you have other other ideas that you want for future shows, send us an email. Oh yes, we'd love to hear about uh, for future shows. We've we're uh, we're planning on doing some more shows, and we're in the planning phase right now. So uh, ideas are very very welcome. Again, podcasts at cj dot com. P o d c a s t s at cj dot com. And I keep trying to talk over you. Sorry about that, Kim. Sorry. Uh, I'm really excited because we are planning the next uh, 12 series of shows. So um, not only topics, but if you want to hear from industry experts, let us know who you think should be on this show. I know a lot of folks um, from the, the previous management of affiliate marketing today, you know, they had a lot of um, ideas for uh, guest speakers. I'd love to hear who those, those people are. So let me know. Who do you want to hear on the show? We'll get them on. All right. Time to go, everybody. Uh, we'll see you again next week, Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific, e- 4 p.m. Eastern. And you can hear about us how, Kim? <laughs> On webmasterradio.fm. And you can download us through iTunes. You can listen to us on the MobileCast Network on your cell phone. Uh, thanks again for joining us. We'll thanks, be back everybody. Again.